Welcome to Kid Coach Conversations, the show where I ask children fun, interesting, and challenging questions that develop their creativity, their critical thinking, their resilience, and many other key skills in just 10 minutes. Hi, my name's Coven, founder of Kid Coach and dad of two kids. Did you know that 85% of the jobs that will exist in 2030 have not even been invented yet? In such a fast-paced and changing world, it will be the softer, more transferable skills that will help our kids be happy and successful. So if you're a parent who wants to develop these in your child to help them be more creative, to improve their critical thinking, be more resilient, to develop them into a great leader and be empathetic to others, well, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, I'll be talking to lots of different children, and you'll see how we can build the skills that matter the most simply through conversation. You can find every question I use in the Kid Coach app, downloadable from your usual app store, so you can take the same approach with your children at home. Or visit our website, www.kidcoach.app. Let's get started. This week, we build the skill of philosophy. Anyone can have a view on anything, and children should be encouraged to develop and express theirs. Even a seemingly simple question can help our children inspect what's around them, which otherwise might be out of sight. This skill is particularly good for tackling life's big questions. I'll be talking to 11-year-old Ria to build this skill, so let's listen in to our conversation. Okay, so Ria, I have a question here for you on philosophy. And the question is, should you be polite to Alexa when asking for things? Should you be polite to Alexa when asking for things? Well, there are two sides to the argument here. One is, um, yes, you should be polite because, um, because it helps you like in uh it, it's like Alexa's not a real being she's just like google translate pretty much um google translate that's that's like answering your questions mm-hmm. um like she i don't think she has feeling because every time i ask her if she has feeling she says she doesn't have opinions on that and stuff but, <laughs> nice but that you if you if you're mean to Alexa then um th- then like you could, in theory, um, like remember that and like be all demanding to people in real life. But whereas if you're nice to Alexa, then like you could like remember that, uh, like remember what you do to be nice if you don't already know and, uh, and like put it into practice. So one side of the argument is you shouldn't because you're because uh, she's not a real being. She doesn't have feelings because I've asked her. <laughs> <laughs> and the other side of the argument is that um, is that it's good for practicing being nice to people if you don't know, and um, <clears throat> and it could help you mm-hmm. in real life. Um, yeah, and then like to be honest, I think that we should be nice because if you don't be nice, then you might not remember how to be nice, which you probably won't do. But like, remember how to be like not demanding mm-hmm. so that was a nice balanced kind of view you talked about well, reasons for and reasons against and then what i really loved is you came down on one side right like this is what 
my, my view on it. So, so yeah, um, you, you might argue indeed that, well, Alexa's just a machine, so who cares? Doesn't matter. And, um, and it sounds like you've even asked her directly and she's, uh, said, I don't have feelings. <laughs> um, but then completely take your other point of there's a training element to this, right? If you're creating a habit in yourself of shouting instructions and commands, uh, which is kind of rude. And then, you know, what if that bleeds over to when you talk to people, real human people with feelings and you're asking them to do something nicely <laughs> and you, and you just say something like, uh, play me that music which would come across as quite rude, obviously. Um, and it sounds like for that reason, mainly you would err on the side of being polite to Alexa. Uh, so, so do you do that? Do you, do you say please at the end of requests? Um, sometimes I forget because, you know, her Google Translate voice, you know. Um, yeah, what, like, like when when you're angry, you always forget. Like if you're if you're like Alexa, play this, then uh, th- then like you forget. But like if you, if you're feeling good, then you say, "Please, can you play this?" But like it, it always sounds very funny when you say it to an Alexa because it's just like a little box in the corner. Yeah, I mean, I, I forget to say it as well. To be perfectly <laughs> truthful, right? And and here I am, kind of asking the questions and. Like, so I'm, I don't, I don't have the moral high ground at all here. Um, Cause you're right. It, it's, it's, it's very, it's easy to see that it's not a human, right? It is this box or this kind of um, little device in the corner. Um, and we're perhaps sometimes reminded of the human side when um, they, they speak in a realistic voice or they say something that's surprisingly funny or engaging, a more human-like comment. Um, but it's uh, it's easy to it's easy to forget your please and thank yous. So, if there's a training element to this, by the way, um, why why do we not write please at the end of Google searches when we're typing them? Um, because Google search doesn't talk to you. Like I, I would say, like if you, I mean, my sister does write please at the end of it. It takes too long. Like please <laughs> is five letters. No, no, it's six letters. Sorry. Um, yeah, please is six letters. It takes like it takes a long time to write. Please, especially if you can't really type that fast. <laughs> and okay. yeah, so. But it's not a human voice, is what you said, right? Yeah, yeah, um, like, like like it feels more natural to say please to someone that can actually talk back to you, like if um. Like, like, oh, yeah, and you're not talking either. Like, like, like I don't use punctuation in my sentences. Like, like, I usually write, like, if I'm searching for a picture, I don't write, please, can you show me pictures of a tree of a hand holding some mud? That um, I write um, hand holding mud pictures. Or, or I just write hand holding mud. I'd, yeah, because, like, mm-hmm. there's loads of tabs that do it for you, like, you don't have to make sense as long as it understands you. So you don't have to say, please, can you show me? Because it already knows it's mm. going to show you. It's not going to tell you. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good point. I hadn't considered that, to be honest. Because um, I was going to say that, well, you write emails to people, you write texts or WhatsApp messages, you write things yeah. to people, right? And if you are requesting something, I'm sure you would write, please, 
when you're writing. So it doesn't have to be only when you're talking. Do you, are you then, delighted? But then also, like when you're texting people, instead of saying "I don't know," you say "idk." You write "idk," and like if you instead of saying "got to go," you say "gtg." So is that, is that what the cool kids okay. are doing nowadays? I'm yeah, that's what well kids do nowadays. <laughs> you you like abbreviations like "lol" for laugh out loud and stuff. Yeah, that one. That one I remember. That one I. That one I use. But uh, this is good. You're um, you're educating me here, Ria. Some of the uh, should we just talk about that? Should we just talk about like an acronyms that you can use on uh, on text messages and and TikTok? And you'll have to educate me about all these uh, <laughs> all these new conventions. But it's um, it, so so the, the, there's a point here around um, which I was really intrigued by. Uh, around you know when you're google searching you might write to use your example was it mud hold cup or whatever it was yeah to bring uh, pictures of muddy cups or something um i mean it sounds like there you're really you know inputting commands into a machine you you know how the machine works you know it just requires these three keywords and that's what you're putting in there you're you're ignoring all the fluff around it um because you because you're really interacting with it almost as a machine. Um, that there's something around the human element when you hear Alexa speak to you, um, which maybe means that we ought to be a bit more polite or, or it just perhaps jars in our head a little bit to, to be barking instructions. Maybe some of us, some of us, it feels a bit uncomfortable to be uh, to issuing commands like this. And, and, you know, if you take this all forward into the future and you think about robots and robot servants potentially that we might have in our homes um this has been promised for a long time so i don't know if this will happen anytime soon but let's let's just say right let's just say in i don't know 10 or 20 years (laughs) we had or you could buy right like a robot uh maid right who could do whatever you you could do your washing up your ironing your laundry your hoovering your whatever um how would you speak to them i mean like um i mean if if um i mean like i read this book where um there was a kid and she had a load of robot maids but she loved them all because they could like feel empathy towards her and Mm. um and like they could hug her and like it really depends what the robot maids like um I, I I'm going to say this about Alexa too. Like, um, if if your Alexa like show like in the future, if Alexa would be able to show empathy, you'd grow like to love her because like she would show empathy. And like, if you said like Alexa, I'm sad, she would, like she would like say, Oh, I'm sorry. Um, here's a song to cheer you up or something like that. Um, and like if like a robot servant could do that, then I would be very kind to it, but like, I would also be kind to it if um, if it didn't. But like, but like, it, I would sometimes forget because like mm. it, it would just be Google Translate walking around. So, right. So if that robot shows empathy and is kind to you, uh, then you are reminded of its, let's say, humanness, quote unquote, and are more likely to be kind in return. Yeah, because Google Translate or it all it does is speaks and like, yeah, no, it's a bit like Siri. Like all it does is speaks. Like it can't like hug you. 
it's a bit like walking Siri, like, um, mm. like, uh, but if it, if it was walking Siri plus like it can be kind to you, then, then I would like not forget because I would regard it as a real person. What, what if you could teach it kindness by being kind in the first place? Then I would be kind to it because then it would be kind to me and that would be nice. That'd be a nice symbiotic relationship, wouldn't it? A nice, mm-hmm. a nice two-way relationship. Um, okay, well, brilliant. Like we started off talking about Alexa and should we be polite, but then ended up talking about robot slaves and teaching them empathy, which is quite a nice extension. Uh, we could talk for hours on this one probably, but let's leave that one there. A philosophy question on should you be polite to Alexa when asking for things? And I think, Ria, you've overall concluded that uh, yes, you should, because it puts you in the right kind of habit. It's just good training and good practice. So thank you, Ria. Well done. So there you have it. What a great conversation that was filled with some fantastic coaching moments. I found that regular conversations like this can make a big difference in equipping our kids with the softer skills they need to thrive in tomorrow's world. As you've seen, it doesn't have to take more than five or 10 minutes. And when you're doing this at home as a parent, it can be squeezed in anywhere that you have a moment during the school pickup, over dinner, at bedtime, etc. Now, I know you'll be inspired to do more of this at home with yourself, with your kids. And so I really want you to check out www.kidcoach.app or to search for Kid Coach app to get the app, which has this and hundreds more guided conversations just like it. You can get started for free and immediately start making a big difference to your child's future success and happiness. I really, really believe that these softer skills are what the next generation will need to thrive. And I'm super keen to support you parents in developing this through conversation at home. So thanks for listening. Make sure you download the Kid Coach app and subscribe to this podcast as well to get our next episode straight away. My name's Coven. You've been listening to Kid Coach Conversations, and I really hope that you have a great conversation with your child today.